This podcast aims to introduce you to the process of energy management. We can learn about human energy consumption process by looking at how machines consume energy. For example, your car needs gas to move from one place to another. Let's assume you wish to travel 350 miles and your car has an 18-gallon gas tank and an average mileage of 20 miles per gallon on the highway, which has a speed limit of 70 miles per an hour. It can reach your destination in 5 hours. You can also manage energy consumption by controlling your route and speed. However, if you drive faster than 70 miles per hour or take a longer route, you may consume more gas and risk of running out of gas on the highway and not reaching the destination. That's why you need to learn how to manage energy consumption. Two internal factors that determines the car's energy consumption are speed and distance. External factors that may affect energy consumption are traffic density, wind, rain, and condition of the road. Let's learn from the machine and apply the concept to managing our energy. The energy individual possesses is referred to as internal energy and the energy that surrounds them is referred to as external energy. The three internal factors determining human energy consumption are physical and mental task and emotional fueling. Like a car gas tank, we have an energy retention system in our body. But we don't have to go to the gas station to fill it up or plug into an outlet to charge. Our body is a self-charging machine. The way we perform physical and mental tasks determines the amount of energy needed to accomplish the task. The emotional intensity determines the amount of energy we consume and the speed at which we consume. Our goal should always be to use minimal amount of energy and perform maximum number of tasks. We can do this by managing our mental and physical tasks and emotional fueling. I believe we can learn from our personal experiences. Let me share an experience that may help you understand how we can manage our energy to accomplish a task. Few years ago, I was attending an annual professional management conference in Metropolitan City. The meeting was scheduled to start at 8 a.m. So I left my hotel a couple of minutes before 8 a.m. to walk the few blocks to the convention center. As soon as I left the hotel, I encountered a panhandler who asked me for money. I politely replied with an apology that I did not have any cash with me. The guy was upset, and as soon as I passed him, he shouted a few bad words. I had three choices. One, keep walking and get to the meeting as quickly as possible. Two, shout back at him. Or three, go back inside the hotel and ask the concierge to move the man away from the front of the hotel. All the three choices required my energy. If I had shouted back at him, he may have shouted back at me or engage in physical altercation with me. I would have wasted my energy on mental and physical tasks and fueling my emotions, that is anger. If I had gone back inside to complain to the concierge and ask him to do something about the panhandle, I would have again wasted my energy on physical, mental, and emotional fueling. I decided to keep walking because it was the best alternative for managing energy. That morning, my goal was to share my research at the meeting and gain knowledge by interacting with other researchers. I used the saved energy 
to walk the few blocks, recall my plan for sharing my research, and fuel myself for an energetic and pleasant presentation. Walking was a physical task. Recalling the presentation plan was mental task. And the energizing for the presentation was emotional fueling. Presentation went well. It was a great intellectual experience to share and gain knowledge at the meeting. You can manage your energy if you understand that a trigger initiates the energy consumption. Let's look at the car again. Once you crank the ignition, the car starts consuming energy. It also consumes energy from the battery when it is sparked to keep the clock, remote control and other parts running. We also begin consuming energy as soon as something triggers us and while resting to keep our bodies functioning. In the above example of walking to the meeting, my internal trigger was the reminder that the meeting started at 8 a.m. This trigger led me to the physical task of walking towards the convention center and to the mental task of planning the presentation while walking. And I was also emotionally charged with excitement. The external trigger was interaction with the panhandler. As an individual, you need to evaluate both internal and external triggers and learn to respond to triggers and therefore use energy in a way that will bring positive outcome or outcomes. If I had responded to the initial interaction with the panhandler by entering into a longer interaction, I would have wasted my energy and impacted my presentation. Managing my response to the external trigger helped me preserve energy and achieve positive outcome. Managing energy is a four-step process. Number one, understanding how to use internal energy for individual physical and mental tasks and emotional outcomes. Number two, learning how to use internal energy to respond to the energies exerted by the external sources such as family, friends, co-workers, and surrounding environment. Number three, conducting a self-audit to see how much energy you're using to improve your life and how much you're wasting thinking about things, people, or actions that result in energy consumption without any benefits. Number four, Using the audit result to change the way you use the energy and focus on achieving your goals. Let's assume you have a full tank of gas in your car and you can choose to use the energy to go to the fitness center, work, movie or a restaurant. Do not waste your energy just driving around without a goal because you will burn up the gas and accomplish nothing. Your energy is more valuable than gas in the car. Use it to improve personal and professional life. Thank you for listening to the podcast.